everybody! Welcome to the Mary Poppins of Business Live show. Where are you going to be this time next year? No, I'm not asking about your geographical location. I'm asking whether you believe that your company is going to continue with this hybrid, remote, flexibility work style or you will be back in the office. In fact, according to someone that I love and respect a lot, especially in the techni uh, technology world, Sid Sage Brandich is the co-founder and the CEO at GitLab. He says, I think most companies are not going to pull it off. Talking about hybrid working. Hmm. We'll get into that in a little bit. First, talking about geographical location. I'm sorry, I can't be with you live today. I'm currently sailing in the coast of Spain, Barcelona region. I will be enjoying paella, having a lot of sangria, and uh, enjoying the sun, the boats, swimming, the beach, and absolutely everything. And in between, yes, I will be checking on the progress of the live show or the comments later on, so that anything that gets mentioned and you might not feel like it's been answered in this live show, I will answer it in future so shows as well. I'm really excited about the topic today about companies failing, you know, why most companies will fail at implementing hybrid working. As Sid said, I think most companies are not going to pull it off. And he didn't say just to be completely negative. Remember that GitLab is a large company, an impressive company. I mean, if you're a software engineer out there, you know what GitLab is. And I'm pretty sure that you've used GitLab as I've used so many times and I love the company. It's a company that's been remote for pretty much for, for forever. And um, they've got a lot of good practices. And when you look at the documentation and the messaging they put, the way they talk about remote, they know that it didn't come for free. It didn't come just by having good intention or having good wishes. They worked really hard to have the right policies, the right uh, communication, the right advice, the right support, the right plan where to make sure that their, their people are still happy and productive when they are working remote. In fact, one of the things that Sid said, apart from saying that if things are most companies are not going to pull off, and one of the reasons why he believed that is because hybrid working requires efforts that are not natural. It requires a way of thinking and doing things that because you need to be more intentional, but it's not natural. It's not really what we do normally. Talk about virtual coffee. A lot of people talk about virtual coffee and go into a Zoom room and says, yes, I want my team to talk together. I will organize a, uh, a session with my team. We go in a breakout room, boom, nothing's happening. People are not talking. Yet the two or three people, if they bump into each other in the corridor or maybe uh, over a water cooler place, they might, they might actually start talking more naturally. So the, the secret is not to throw away the, the, the baby with the bath water, like I love saying it. It's not about throwing away hybrid working, but it's about knowing and being more intentional about how to create those casual conversations in a way that actually works. So it's not that virtual coffee, coffee doesn't work, it's that maybe the way they were structured wasn't uh, beneficial. So the question here is, how do I structure those casual moments? How do I structure the way we plan? How do I structure the way we communicate so that it actually works for hybrid working as well? So that's really one of the strong messages that Sid was saying, and I really wanted to start the session with that. Now, when we look at the, the companies that will fail at implementing hybrid working or might not really keep that within the organization, uh, 
let's let's see some of the fluctuations that are already happening. According to some of the research that I've done as of today, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but companies such as Goldman Sachs and Apple's were definite about not allowing hybrid working. For them, it's not a natural way of working. It's not what they want for the culture of the organization, for the businesses, the customers, and to remain competitive. Obviously, there's plenty of reason out there. The, the, there are companies such as um, Barclays that says, yes, let's go for hybrid working. And then they're like, whoa, 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 no, we don't want it anymore. We had companies such as Facebook that says, no, no to hybrid working. You have your fun at home for a while. Now come back in the office. And after a lot of complaints internally and some employees walking away from the companies, they were like, whoa, let's, uh, let's hold off a little bit. And they've now agreed to hybrid working as they are reviewing and to make it until they make their final decisions. Now, those are just some of the largest, largest company in the world. And of course, whenever we are watching that, you know, it kind of puts a lot of questions in our minds. If you are business leaders, you are probably wondering, should I really do this? And what happens if you are a business leader that feels a little bit reluctant already to jump on the, the wagon of hybrid working? You're probably wondering, oh my God, now <laughs> you're telling me that most companies are likely to fail implementing hybrid working? Why should I do it anyway? right so if you feel that way then please watch the videos uh, the live show of last week which was help i'm going hybrid get me out of here where we really wanted to have a session that wasn't ju judgmental where we could hear the perspective of the business leaders that do not really want to embrace hybrid working why they feel this way we gave and shared some advice and thoughts but the more important was to really lay down the space so that people can understand the issues, the concern, and start creating um, solutions for those as well. One of the biggest reasons, so going back to the session today, and um, we are just gonna spend a few, a few minutes together to really go through some of the, the things that you should be bearing in mind when it comes to, to hybrid working, and what are the reasons that people are really believing that it will fa fail. Are we still in the honeymoon period People where people really want it? But when it becomes the norm, when we go back to normal in terms of you have the flexibility of leaving your house or traveling and doing whatever you want, would people go back and say, hmm, we made the wrong decision or would people still go behind that as well? In fact, according to other research that I've done, it was interesting to see how you have the category of people who have, I think it was only 10% of leaders who are excited about remote working and they know that hybrid working is for them, for the organization. They've planned for it, they're ready, they've communicated to everybody. Most organizations, on the other hand, were not anywhere close to that. There are not enough time and thought spent on planning and understanding the change management. Yes, the change management is a key piece. Hybrid working is a change. And for any other change that you do in your organization, even if it's just changing providers for the, or changing the way you store information or your CRM implementation platform, you'll think about a change management practice or a change management uh, good practices within the organization. The communication and everything that comes behind that with that. Yet, when it comes to hybrid working, there's a lot of those things that are falling between the cracks. And if not looked at, not looked after for a while, things won't work. The productivity that you've enjoyed so far will slowly start to go down. 
which is why I always ask people, hey, I put my hands up. I've got a remote company. Absolutely love remote working. I love the fact that I'm currently in Barcelona and I am able to stay there for as long as I want, working remotely and taking my holidays as well, or days where it's purely holiday. As I've said today, I'm off selling. So today is a pre-recorded session absolutely love the flexibility that it gives me to make, to live my life as if it was a playground and also live my, uh, and enjoy my work as if it was a playground as well. Now, yet for some people, it might be that hybrid working, I'm not saying that it should be a no, but maybe it might be a not right now. And that's okay as well. The most important thing is for you to understand what you need for your organization and how are you engaging with your people communicating the information and finding ways to compromise and get to that sweet spot where your people aren't really understand your position. So let's look at some of the reasons why, why I believe that most companies will fail in implementing hybrid working and how you can avoid it as well. First, change of mindset. Hybrid working is way more than Slack and asynchronous communication on all the new buzzwords that we're having. You need to change the way you think. You need to plan a lot more and be more intentional, right? Change of mindset means that what you used to take for granted, that it doesn't really happen anymore. Even you can't just turn around and ask people how to do X, Y, Z. So if you are planning something and working with people, do you have the right processes, the right tools? Have you spent the time to review them and making sure that they work as well? Change of mindset doesn't just happen. There's a lot of talks about courses or inviting people to give talks to leaders, but every single member, every single employee within your organization needs to really feel that as well. They really need to understand how, that things are changing, understand the new rules, understand the way that they are going to communicate. might make them feel uncomfortable for a few weeks, um, but that's okay, or for a few months, because they are learning new muscles in their brains, really, new neuro, neuro pathways in terms of the way that they are making decisions, working with others, uh, and really being present, even if you can't see anybody else all the time as well. So... Uh, hybrid working requires new ways of working and some of it doesn't come naturally to you or to other people as well. The second thing, it's okay to acknowledge that hybrid working is not for everybody. Now, this is the point where it's important for organization to define what do you mean by hybrid working? What level of flexibility are you talking about? Next week, I will be talking to Pilar Orti on a fantastic topic are we losing the opportunity to reimagine hybrid working? Right now, most of the time, whenever people talk about hybrid working, it's pretty much about, you can be in the office in two days, but not in the other three days. Or you can be at home for, three day, uh, for two days and in the office in three days. But we're keeping it nine to five. The, the, it's not really, but some people might not even say, what hours are you working? I think it could really go deeper and people needs to be, our leaders needs to be very clear about what they think about hybrid working and what the flexibility means. Are we saying that you are going to hire people from different countries or are you allowing your employees or your team members to go somewhere else? Most of the time, pre-COVID or pre-pandemic, people who wanted to work remote and hybrid actually make the choice of going for this company for certain reasons. Now it's being pushed on everybody else. And remember that 
When we started with the pandemic, hybrid was different, right? Even I have been working remote for many years, I still felt a little bit different. I didn't have the co-working spaces to go to or the coffee shop to go to or working from a park or leaving my house. And because of that, it affected how I felt, um, I felt about working from home. So whenever you, the world is going to open, really think about, be very, very clear about your, what you mean by hybrid working, the strategies and the new ways of thinking and the new rules and policy that you need to help your team as well. One of the, I think it's the third one, I probably should stop counting as I'm giving a lot of uh, advice and thoughts that, things that you need to think about as well. But um, one of the things to think about as well is where do you sit as a leader as well? And that's a really important one. Some people kind of dismiss that and say it's not important, but I believe that your location, your location as a leader affects the performance of or affect the success of hybrid working within your team or within your organization. What do I mean by that? We are transitioning in the way that we are thinking. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who already know that we don't need to see someone in the office every day to appreciate their productivity. Great. That is a huge move forward. There is a thought, there's some thoughts out there that the more you are seen by your manager and the more they see you, the more they know you exist and you might get the best assignments or you might get uh, promoted quickly. And because of that, it's not, it's kind of a subconscious thought that people have had throughout their entire career. This is not just going to go away. As a leader, you need to be aware of that. And where are you going to be in the office and trying to see whether that influences other people as well. If your preference is to be in office every single day of the week, is this going to affect other people who might feel left out and forgotten? Okay. Just think a little bit about that. Now, the solution is not that you are not in the office. The solution is goes way deeper. It's pretty much about how you manage, how you lead, uh, decision-making for assignments, transparency, and a lot, a lot going on. So, so kind of think a little bit about that, but I just wanted to put the problem statements out there so that you can also think a little bit differently about your behavior and how you can counteract your presence in the office and send a clear message to your people that don't think that because you're sitting next to me, that gives you more chances of being promoted because of X, Y, Z. So that's quite important for people to know. There's a lot of people who are worried about if I'm the only one not on site, I'm forgotten. That brings me to another point, social cohesion. Social cohesion is a, a, one of the biggest problems that business leaders are having as well. It goes back to what do you mean by hybrid working? Because of some COVID restrictions, you might have a certain number of people in the office at, at one time. This is going to go way beyond as many business leaders or companies are reducing the amount of desk space that they have. It means that there's always going to be some kind of rotation in the office. Now, bear in mind that as human being, the more we see each other face to face or as a group, you create a new faction, you create a new group of people that might end up creating their own culture or they might end up creating their own inside jokes as well. So how are you going to manage that? Because the people coming from different shifts and if it's always the same group of people coming on certain days, it will affect the affinity within the team member as the, the, within the team as well and might affect your productivity or the way people see each other. 
The last thing you want is creating new types of silos. At the moment, many business leaders are already, already dealing with group A uh, from this department and group from this department that might not get along. But if we use this new idea of within the same department or the same team, you have people that come on certain days and if there's no overlap, there's no, they don't create relationship or they're not intentional about creating relationship even if they don't see each other, you might start creating different silos within your own team as well. And that will really cause a lot of stress to organization and that might lead to the hybrid working strategy to fail and people might just decide that, you know what, it's just easier to be back in the office as well. So that's another thing to, to think about. And the social cohesion, again, is not something that gets talked a lot. So please do take the time as you are engineering and imagining your new working, uh, hybrid working solution for your companies to really bear that in mind. One other, one other things to also bear in mind is um, who will be responsible to guide you along the way as you are making the changes in the organization to go remote. That is also another reason why a lot of business leaders worry about remote working. Why is that? Well, at the moment, this new task or this new um, piece of work of kind of moving the company to become remote falls on the shoulders of executives. It could be HR or it could be the founder or it could be a combination of different people within the C-suites as well. Now, bear in mind that all of the people that needs to imagine, needs to reinvent, reinvent hybrid working already are busy people that had a lot of things to do before. What is the impact of them being able to really drive this organization, to really drive this initiative forward? I've spoken to teams and organizations that found a way to have someone internal to kind of change their job role to be able to help them with the entire process. And so if that's not the case, you need to ask yourself who within my organization is responsible for the success of hybrid working, not just pandemic hybrids, but in the long term as well. So if you cannot answer that question, then please do some time, do some thinking and put that as part of your strategy, because that could be one of the reasons why you will fail at hybrid working as well. So please really ask, uh, ask yourself this question, who is responsible? In the next show, uh, I think in a couple of weeks, actually, from the broadcast of this episode, I will be talking about this new role coming up called Head of Remotes and what does it mean and why it's important. So I'm not going to spoil it for anybody planning on coming to that session here. But in that session, I will talk a little bit more about different ways you could structure your organization and how you could, uh, if and if you don't create a new role, but what you can do about that and why it is important to have someone who's actually responsible for the strategy to go hybrid as well. So already you can start thinking that seeing some of the complexity of going hybrid and why, you know, according to Sid, and as he said, he said before, um, the co-founder and CEO of GitLab, I, th I think most companies are not going to pull it off. As you can see, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of being intentional, there's a lot of really thinking about all of the different aspects of the organization as well. I could go on, and um, but I want to kind of leave it here as I've already shared a lot of things that you're probably thinking, wow, I need to go and um, maybe listen to this a second time and really take notes and start thinking about what to do next. Because not 
not really tackling those challenges will come back and bite you in the backside in the future as well. Just to kind of finish up quickly and give you some, some more thoughts, really, if you really want your hybrid working strategy to, to succeed, I will go back to planning, 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 be intentional about planning your, and your organization, understand how you make decisions and understand how you are going to deal with the social cohesion problem that will really happen in the future as well. Always start with number one, assess your organization, assess your leadership team and the strength, assess the strengths and weaknesses and how you can support them. Assess your team members. You can have the best, strongest leaders. If the team members, they don't have the, the mindset they need to succeed in a hybrid working mode, you need to know how as a leader, you are going to help them along the way as they are developing new habits, new mindset as well. Look at your organization and really assess, you know, what are the goals? What do you want your organization to be? And what is stopping you internally? Do you have the right tool, the right processes? Um, pretty much absolutely, you know, do a review of your organization. And if at any point you need any help and you need someone to come in and help you in on a consultancy basis or roll up the sleeves and sit next to you as we go into this assessment and creating the blueprint of your hybrid remote working, then please speak to me. If you want to just get some awesome advice as usual, put your message in the comment, find me on social media. I'm happy to have a virtual coffee with you uh, and or I'm happy to answer your questions at the next live show. So I'm going back or I'm just going to continue enjoying my day in Barcelona, sailing my way through my day, enjoying uh, sangria. And for you and the re uh, for the rest of you watching this, don't forget, let's design a happy and productive workplace playground together. See you soon.